Welcome to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe. I'm a sales and marketing coach and strategist for health coaches, life coaches, and wellness professionals who want to become a leader in their field by building their online community, rocking their sales process, and finally feeling confident about how they promote themselves and their marketing. On this show, we talk about tips to grow your business, save yourself time, and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Zero to Hero Coach Program. This is my four-month program teaching coaches and online service providers how to grow your online business, book clients consistently, overcome your sales fears, and finally rock your social media visibility. If you struggle to create a sustainable coaching business, this program is for you. Check out HaleyRowe.com and book your free strategy call with my team or myself today. Thank you. You're here. (laughs) Yay. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me today. I was giving the audience a little bit of a background here on the Instagram live, but for the podcast that will probably be edited out. So what I do want to do before we get into today's topic is have you share a little bit about you and what you do. And then we're going to talk about how we can improve our relationships with our clients, with ourselves in our own businesses and um, really just improve our overall outcomes in our business because we're having a more positive experience with others and with ourselves when it comes to our business. So go ahead and introduce yourself and we'll go from there. Great. My name is Michelle Ferris. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist in San Jose. And I'm also a recovering tenant, so I know this journey well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know how um, this can impact us, not only personally, but professionally. Uh, and I've always loved personal growth, kind of my thing. Even as a kid, I was just super interested in it. Uh, so I'm just really happy to be here. You have a great podcast. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Awesome. So tell us a little bit, what is codependency and what could that look like in somebody's life, in, especially when it comes to business? Yeah. So codependency is really a pattern of behavior where you tend to lose yourself in relationships. So these are the people who are really good at they are big contributors in their life. Uh, they tend to want to rescue other people or even sometimes try to control them. Um, okay, so I'm going to pause you because the first two bullet points you said I didn't hear. So I heard that they say, say it one more time. So codependency is really about losing yourself in relationships. Mm-hmm. Losing yourself, okay. And what happens? is because we focus on getting our validation from other people and outside sources, our self-esteem blows like the wind. Okay. Yes. And it's it's like, yeah, it's exactly. It's like a roller coaster. But when you're codependent, you learn that your value comes from giving and caretaking and helping other people. And while all of those are really traits, what happens to the codependent is they end up neglecting themselves in the process. Mm, Okay. So can somebody, I mean, I think we all maybe have a little bit of codependency in us because to be honest, there's definitely been times where 
I just want to help people. And I'm like, oh my God, that went so well. I'm so excited for them, you know, da, da, da. And it, I wouldn't say I get my worth out of it, but I do think it is a little bit of a high that you get from helping other people. So tell me like, how do we know if this is harmful to us versus, you know, healthy? So it really depends on how much you do it. So for instance, if you inconvenience yourself on occasion because you love the person, you've decided, you know what, uh, I'm willing to help them out even though it's hard on me because there's a bigger reason and you're choosing it, that's mm -hmm. not codependency. We all inconvenience ourselves or uh, give maybe a little bit more on occasion. But if it's a consistent pattern where you're, you can never say no, you can never set a boundary. You can never say, you know what, I'm going to have to opt out or I'm going to have to change my mind. Mm -hmm. The codependent doesn't do that. They feel so consumed with guilt that they can't say no. So they feel so obligated because their whole worth is tied to pleasing you instead of going, well, wait a minute, is this good for me? So obviously what you're talking about is you're able to balance that. Well, is this good for me? Yes. Mm -hmm. But not all the time. You're not gonna. You're not gonna overextend yourself on a daily basis because then you wipe yourself out. Right. Right. Okay. So you don't want to be doing this to burn yourself out and to get your self worth out of helping other people. You right. do, however, you know, want to do your job and work with your clients and provide support for them and that yeah. kind of thing. But not at the expense of things like. Right. Expense of what? What would be some of the things that you see people running into when, the, when they're really mm -hmm. costing themselves with codependency habits? So they don't prioritize their self-care. They mm -hmm. don't say when they're hurt or upset about something because they feel like, no, I have to please others. So I'm going to suck up all those negative feelings because they're not going to be accepted. They, they're really afraid of that. So their whole life becomes outwardly focused on the other person and getting them or connect with them or their approval versus sure we all want approval right i mean that's that's natural but if i don't have a solid sense of self then it's going to be wonky because my relationships are going to be everything to me versus well who am i you know do i like my can I trust my own perceptions and uh, ability to make decisions? Because that's where it can lead into our professional life. Yeah. Yes. So I totally agree with you there that you want to be coming at your business from a place of stability, from a place of um, knowing your worth, from a place of not insecurity and I have to do certain things to feel validated and I'm looking for approval all the time because right. you're going to be shaky all the time. You're going to be ups and downs like we talked about. So how does somebody who maybe has had a life of being a people pleaser, of wanting to make everybody around them happy, even if it means not sharing their own views ever or things like that, how does somebody start to break out of that? What is the first kinds of steps that they can take? So the biggest thing is to get the focus off of trying to get other people to like you or accept you and to start some of that energy towards you. What do you like? How can you start taking care of yourself? How can you start to choose more about like, what do you like? Because a lot of codependents don't even know what they like because they know what other people like, <laughs> but yeah. they don't really pay attention to, 
well, what are my hobbies? You know, mm-hmm. can I sit still and relax and do nothing? So yeah. can take some of that energy. And it's not a lot because to tell the codependent to stop giving is like cutting them off at the knees. We, that's way too much. So we want to maybe take a portion of that energy that they're caretaking and putting that on themselves so that they can start to find some value in themselves. And if that's hard, which it is for a lot of us, what I have people do is I have people think about what compliments do you typically get? Mm-hmm. Like from your grandmother, from your friends, from your uh, mentors and teachers, like what do people typically say about you that's positive? Because there's usually a theme. Mm-hmm. And we can borrow that theme and go, okay, well, I am a good person, or I am kind, or I am helpful. And we can start to build ourselves and who we are um, by borrowing it from what we've heard so far. Okay. Yes. So somebody's, you know, I think it's important to point out, like, if you've been a people pleaser your whole life, and you've been, you know, not super in tune with yourself, you don't just overnight say, hey, I'm going to start giving to myself and self care and like, I'm doing a bubble bath and all the things. (laughs) Um, It's a transition and you start to learn about yourself. And I think that there needs to be more emphasis in life. Like I'm huge. Like I have spent, I love being by myself. I've spent a lot of time getting to know myself in my life. (laughs) And Uh I think that um, a lot of times our society and just like the way life works, people don't ever, it's like, more normal to just constantly be with people constantly be thinking about how you can help in your community and all this stuff and then you never get to know yourself you never know what you like you never learn how to spend time with yourself and all that stuff so this the concept of self-awareness serves us all so much in our business because when you know your tendencies you know how you work best you know um, when you need self-care and when you can go hard like when you just know these kinds of things about yourself, you're going to have a much better business experience because you are showing up with a full cup and you know, you know, you're not, you're not over exhausting yourself and all of that. So I think that you brought some good points up and what about if somebody says, okay, so I'll give you an example. Um, when it comes to people pleasing, I know a lot of my audience um, or my clients um, will say something like, I really want uh, my audience to like me. And I really, I see someone else doing something on social media and I think I should be doing that. And they do this at the expense of what they believe or, or, you know, something like that. So how would somebody start in their business maybe to work on setting boundaries? Like what could that look like? And knowing what they stand for, like what's kind of some tips for, going through getting clear on on what you stand for and your boundaries? Well, I think before I hit the boundary issue, you're hitting on something really important, which is most people and codependents really, they really compare themselves to other people. Oh, I'm not good enough. Oh, so in Instagram and I'm not. They have a bigger following or whatever. And how to get out of that is we have to, okay, what is it that we offer? And that's why we have to know ourselves, right? Is Mm -hmm. there's something that you have that nobody else has. And that's what you want to cultivate. Not, I should be more like so-and-so because they're killing it. Well, they're killing it because they're probably being authentic. Mm -hmm. 
connecting. And that's really the gold. And, you know, it's in online marketing and business knows that, you know, the variable is each person and what they bring. So if you can look at you know, what are those quirks, what are those little things that people find fearing about you and how can you lead with that versus if I'm always focused on what other people are doing, I am going to feel bad. There's always going to be someone killing it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <clears throat> so now how do you want to tie that with boundaries? Well, how does somebody start to set boundaries in their business in general? Like I know for me um, and, and with your clients, like, so yeah, of course we could talk about, well, logically put in your agreement, here's what's included, here's what's not, here's how it works. But from a personal standpoint, yeah. how does somebody make boundaries? So I noticed that, and I think most of us do, is if you pay attention to that, and if you sit still when you get asked something, it's gonna be clear if it's a yes or a no. Because if it's a no, you're gonna feel hesitant. You, you might feel like your gut just got punched. You might start to feel cloudy and confused. But what the dependent will do is they'll override all that and say, well, you know what, I'm, I just need to do this anyway. But the problem is, is that if we don't honor those feelings those feelings are telling us hey man this isn't something you want to be doing and if we can start to honor whatever that is like for instance the other day i had a client no show and they wanted an appointment the same day now that didn't work for me yeah so go back and say you know i'm sorry we can schedule for next week and that felt really good to me because i was honoring my own time yeah so it's like if you if people can just pay attention to what their no looks like and usually it's it's a gut feeling like oh that doesn't feel good or oh i don't really want to do that but i think i should that's yeah if you're shooting yourself then it's probably something you don't really want yes and i think people are so um nervous like you could have made that email that you sent back to your client hey no i can't meet until next week yeah. I think a lot of people make that mean, oh my God, how are they going to receive this? Oh my God, they're going to hate me. I'm scared to send, send, you know, like they yeah. make it into this thing versus it's just like, no, oh, you know, our time is this time. Right. It doesn't work. Let's catch up next week. And that's all it needs to be. There's this expectation, I think, for a lot of us that we need to um, do everything that other people want us to do, like you said, and, and that's just not true. You're, is that really true? No. Okay, so ask yourself, what else might be true? It could just be I'm honoring my time today. And this yeah. client and I will have a great session that I'm more prepared for and able to serve them better for when we have more time next week. And, you know, leave it at that, right? And the other thing that, that changed the game for me when it comes to people pleasing is, I think if you're going to do something for someone else, you mm -hmm. should want, I mean, and I'm not shooting on our audience, but like, yeah, ideally, this should be something that you want to do. And you're not lying and saying you want to do something that you really don't want to do, because then you're not being authentic to that person or yourself. You're actually lying to yourself and to the person saying, Oh, my gosh, yes, I would love to throw everything off of the table for today and bake cookies for the bake sale. When you really are like, I, I really don't want to do that. And 
you're not being true to yourself. So I think when it comes to people pleasing and when it comes to setting boundaries, make sure that, and of course there's going to be things in your life that you don't want to do sometimes that you just need to do. I don't want to sit down and organize my taxes, but I also don't want to go to jail. So I'm going to do that. Right. So you have to ask yourself, like, right. you know, I, I got to do certain things, but when it comes to, um, you know, being tr forming true relationships and serving from a full cup and, and truly helping your clients and being authentic with them. I think it, it it's something that you want to be serving from a full cup and not pretending that you want to help somebody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Oh no, I, I totally agree. Be but it takes a lot to get there. So part of what I want to do is address, like we're talking about what we should be doing in recovery, right? Yeah. Uh, setting boundaries and honoring yourself. But before we do that, people in the beginning are going to be scared. Like I can't do this. So, and, and I'm right there. I, with every new behavior, I go to fear first. <laughs> and we have to allow that that's okay. That feeling stuck, feeling afraid, feeling like you can't do it is all part of the process. Because what happens is, say after this, you know, IG, you realize, okay, I'm going to try to set a boundary and you can't, right? Yeah. The win is that you actually thought of it. Because eventually you're going to get to the point where it's so painful. And this is how I've learned is I've done the same thing over and over again and again until I finally get in enough discomfort and I go, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> I'm willing yeah. to do one thing differently. But that's the journey. It's not, oh, hey, after this IG Live, you're going to go set boundaries and everything's going to be perfect. No, you're going to still be scared. And that's okay. So part of what I want people to hear is to honor where you're at. Because it is hard to change. And it is hard to look at these patterns. But the fact that you're here listening to us is a sign that you want to recover and you want to get better. And that's the growth and that's what you want to celebrate. Yeah, totally. Love it. So when somebody's scared and they're feeling scared and they haven't made the boundary yet and they keep saying they're going to do something, but they're not doing it, yeah. what do you recommend? So I do a lot with self-talk. So it's kind of like an affirmation, but it's something where you can tell yourself, you know what? I'm a good person. This is hard. I'm doing the best I can. So if you can come up with a mantra that's soothing, that's loving to yourself, that's giving to yourself because we can't base our worth on the end result yeah we can't control the end result but we can we can in the moment be gentle with ourselves. and you could think of a mentor someone that you really trust what would they tell you when you're feeling down and use that as your message like i love you you're doing great it's okay this is going to pass all those kinds of things if you can have one of those and create like a mantra in the moment that can help you sort of get over that hump because it, it really is about accepting yourself where you're at, not being at another place. That's better. It's how can I, where I am today, even though I feel X, Y, Z. Yes. I love that. And what you're saying there is you're allowing people to feel their feelings and let it be hard and let it, you know, yeah. observe their feelings rather than needing to act on it. Right. And, and when you're repressing your feelings and saying, no, no, I should be doing this. I got to do this. I'm going to wait. I'm going to like, you know, try to use willpower. It's right. not going to 
work, right? <laughs> it's going to be really hard. Yeah. Versus then you're allowing the, you know, when you're talking to yourself in a kind way, I think it's going to feel you're going to be able to observe what comes up for you in such a more curious, compassionate way that's going to allow you to start to be open minded to a change or a shift um, that's just going to feel a little more natural. Right. So and, and one of the things I want to ask you is, why is it so easy to do our commitments that we tell others? So, like, I have a meeting at 12. I'm going to show up to it. Right. Yeah. But then when it comes to ourselves and like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a cutoff time tonight at 8 p.m. from business. Why is it so hard to honor our own commitments to ourselves? Well, because sometimes we hold them differently, right? We think, oh, I have to show up for this because somebody else is expecting me. But the goal is, is how can we honor ourselves in the same way? Now, yeah. of we're going to be more flexible with ourselves because we can, but that doesn't mean to always choose other people before us because we can still do that, but eventually we're going to pay the price of overwhelm and anxiety and wiping ourselves out. So yeah. even if you're doing that, eventually, if you're in the process of growth, you're going to get to the point where you're going to say, I can't do this anymore. It's too much. So again, pain is a great motivator. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What if somebody is saying, I, I try to avoid pain at all costs. And so I need to keep um, yeah. pleasing people and doing this status quo because I'm afraid to shake things up and feel pain. Right. Well, eventually that's going to shift and their pain is going to be more evident than their discomfort. So mm -hmm. when we do this over and over again, I do this myself. Whenever I'm at a new behavior and I look at changing, it's usually because I have done that old behavior so often that I can't do it anymore. So eventually, as long as you are willing to stay on the path of growth and be aware and have people that support your growth, you will eventually get to the point where you want a change, even if it's a minor one. Yeah, and, and why, like what you said, when, what pain is greater? the pain of continuing to practice this habit that you are wearing yourself out and you finally hit a breaking point or the pain of trying to do something new, but in the long run, your future self's going to be like, thank you for doing that. Right. So I love the way that you um, put that. And what about when it comes to, um, I know for people pleasers, right. We can, I, especially in the coaching industry, I want to talk about the coaching industry in particular. Huh? we tend to want so badly to help our clients and feel responsible for their results. Right when now. at the end of the day, you said earlier, we can't even control our own results because our right. thoughts, you know, for, for some things, right? So how, how, does, how do we start to detach or, or be able to serve our clients from a place of I want to help them and not need them to do everything mm -hmm. today and to get their, you know, be attached to their results? How do we start to do that? Well, as a therapist, that's super important to me because the issues can be really intense. Uh, so part of that is to be able to look at, okay, am I doing my footwork? Am I helping the client? Am I giving them research? Am I showing them support? Am I doing my job? If mm -hmm. I know I'm doing my job, then at some point I have to let go of it and go, you know what? It's their choice. And honestly, I think it comes with practice because the first 10 clients you get, you are going to feel more responsible. Like, oh my God, I need them to succeed. But after a while, you're going to realize, oh yeah, 
you know what? I did the same thing with her as I did with her, and one of them did well, and one of them is struggling. Mm -hmm. it, the, the different denominator is themselves and their own choices. So it's like, if I can look at what I've done, again, the focus on me, then mm -hmm. I can say to myself, did I serve that person? Yes. Did I do it perfectly? No, nobody does. <laughs> that's okay. But did I do a good job? Yes. And that's where validating yourself is in. Because if I think the only way I was valued is if this person success, then I'm going to be forever frustrated. And that's where, if you're a coach, you really have to look at what is it that you've done for this client? And that's the success. That's the contributing factor. What they do with it, you know, it's like any relationship. We can't control what the other person is going to do with it. That's mm -hmm. too difficult, but it's comforting because you can, if I know that I'm the only one responsible for me, I'm not responsible for the outcome, then my stress is a lot less because I'm like, hey, you know what? I can do my part, but I can't do more than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a partnership. And that's the other thing when it comes to relationships, I think it's so important to not go into a relationship thinking I need someone else to make me feel whole but instead to go into a relationship feeling whole and being whole together and you know experiencing life together right and same thing in your business you you have a client who wants to achieve a certain goal you know that you can you know help them mm -hmm. and, and provide support along the way to that goal and you both are working together and it's a partnership and, and both people are bringing their best to the relationship, right? Versus if we are both broken and we're both needing each other and we're both, um, you know, looking for the other person to fill our voids in our life, right? Then it's going to be a rocky relationship. So yeah. how, when it comes to like, I, I think it, just to recap, starting to feel whole yourself has to do with getting to know yourself and what you even like and what you you know want and and owning that and not judging yourself for it or, or acting like um it's bad to to be a little bit have boundaries and and honor yourself um it has to do with what what anything you want to add to that for when it comes to coming whole into a relationship versus kind so of meeting three parts to codependency recovery and okay. for growth as well. The first part is starting to take better care of yourself. Simple mm -hmm. things. Are you getting enough sleep, eating well? Are you supported emotionally? Mm -hmm. Can you relax and handle stress? The second part is relationships. Usually most of us don't grow up learning how to communicate well, handle anger, set boundaries. <laughs> So we all have to kind of learn as we go in adulthood, which is really hard. So that's the second part of recovery is to really focus on how can I get better at relationship? Because you have to know how to say you're sorry. You have to know how to communicate and not blame, resolve conflict, set a boundary, that, those kinds of things. And yep. the is the childhood work. Because if you come from a family that's dysfunctional, which most of us have been, whether that's uh, neglect or you didn't have your feelings or validated, so you didn't learn to trust yourself. That's the other third leg of the work. And the hard part when you're doing this work, all three 
can happen simultaneously, which is why it's so difficult. Mm. You're working on yourself, you're working on your relationship, and you may be working on your childhood. <laughs> so, wow. you know, that's why you have to be gentle with yourself because it's not a race. This is not something you can do in a couple of months. This is kind of a lifestyle change. Yeah. You can go on a diet for a month and lose weight, but if you stay on maintenance, you're going to gain it back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you have to change who you are, really. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, all right. So tell us, Michelle, where people can connect with you and find you online. So I'm at counselingrecovery.com, and I post weekly videos and on Facebook and Pinterest and IG. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming to the show and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and want to reserve your very own free sales audit, go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to book your very own free sales audit. On the call, we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients, how to overcome those concerns, how to coach through objections, how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients. I can't wait to connect with you and go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step. Thanks so much. Have a good day.